0: Hey there, my name's Thomas Jaspers. And I am Kyle Minall, And we are the geniuses behind Granny Bingo. And <laughs> um, comedy icons, I think, is what we actually had scripted. Comedy icons. Yeah, let's go with comedy icons. Yep. Just two very important things we wanted to mention before this episode starts. Of course, uh, tomorrow, which is Monday, the 3rd of August, we will be doing Granny Bingo online. Uh, Our regular Granny Bingo Night is turning five years old. And we're pretty proud to have uh, had a sold out uh, night running for five years. Sadly, we can't be doing it at the 86 where we normally do it. So instead, we're doing it via Zoom. Zoom. And we've been very lucky that our beautiful friends at
1: Comedy Republic, which is a brand new comedy dedicated venue in the city of Melbourne, um, are letting us use their incredible equipment and broadcast equipment. So the quality is going to be Smashingly
0: good. Surprisingly good for the grannies. They are used to uh, being a bit shit. <laughs> Too
1: good for the grannies. Too good for the grannies.
0: And the other thing is that uh, we have decided that after this episode, we are going to go fortnightly. As much as we have loved bringing this to you every single week, it is a huge amount of work. And uh, we want to make sure that every episode is as good as they have been. And we feel we can deliver that a little bit better if we're not up to four o'clock in the morning editing it the night before it comes out. And the third
1: thing, just very quickly, I just want to also add, I'm like, I'm in a relationship now. Thomas is in a relationship now. So stop constantly messaging us about, you know, sex how wonderful and, and, and beautiful it's. We I don't know yeah, why you find
0: us so attractive as of the Maureen. Yep. But, you know, that yep. wig only goes on for one man. And uh, unfortunately, it's not you, Daniel Andrews. Yeah. So stop writing to us. Hey, Tom, can you kick me in the ball so I can do the voice, please? Yeah, you ready? Right, here
2: Yep.
1: No, again. One more. Uh, here you go. You ready?
3: <clears throat> oh, that's perfect. Oh, here we go. Let's get this episode started
2: this is melbourne calling welcome to granny bingo wireless are you really going dressed like that toodle pip
0: hey hey, come over here go over there don't be scared now yeah lift up your head hold out your hand pull up your pants now why did you pull down your pants we only just met but that's why i like you people connecting grandma's laughing nostalgia and
3: ethnic dancing Mm. (coughs) And uh, that was Good Night, Sweetheart by Al Bowley. Love that song. I love it. Hello, kiddies, and welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. I am one of your hosts, Edith Vale, and I'm joined by me best mate in the whole wide world, Maureen McGillicuddy. How are you, love? I'm all right, gang, and uh, for any first-time listeners, I think you'll know me as the person that invented... Pay pass. Now, listen, kiddies, last week, we've got to apologise. We were a bit racked off with you last week for driving the COVID-19 numbers (sighs) up. uh, But we're over it now, aren't we, love? Yeah, well, I listened back to... I never listened back to my own work. I'm a bit like... uh, What's that old bag? Uh, Oh, the British one. Uh, The Queen? No, no, the... the, uh, Boy George. No, whenever they're interviewed, I don't like watching my own... Stuff it was um, on that Maggie TV Smith. show. No, not Maggie. Whoopi Goldberg. And oh, I Whoopi never Goldberg. listened to my own work. I find it very uncomfortable, and I. Uh, what if. What if I hate it? So I listened back to last week's episode because I got a text from my nephew. Who said, Gee, uh Morsey, you, you're a bit bloody mad last week. I said, I don't think so. I listen back, I, I want to apologise to everyone. I was I was an absolute cow. I was not very nice. I, I didn't I don't think Edith, we gave everyone a fair chance. And and we are. We're over it. We're over it. Now. We're over it. I mean the numbers are even higher this week. You know what? I couldn't care less. And yeah. I tell you why. We've become anti maskers, haven't we, love? I'm an anti masker. Yeah. we've done our research uh, we joined a Facebook group and, the, and there was some very interesting <laughs> material in there and uh, we realized that masks are the problem really are uh, that's right and I think once you you know once the government takes your liberties away from you once they take your freedom and decision making mm. away from you uh, you know you you're lulled into a sense of security because they're lying to us mm. and uh, and so uh, I mean it all made sense there was upwards of 15 or 20 links to websites And I went to all of them. I Mm -hmm. read everything that was shared on that page. I'll be honest with you, I just read the headlines, but they gave a pretty clear indication that uh, I'm correct and everyone else is incorrect. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. You're right there, Edith. You are right, and they're wrong. And uh, and also, I mean, think about for the rest of your life having a mask. I mean, come on. That's not sensible. That's not sensible. It's not doable. So we've we, we've made the call, and I think we're on the right side of history. We well, are, yeah, and we have lots of supporters in our cause. Uh, I, 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 you saw that. Oh, you showed me that video, actually. It was you that showed it to me of that heroic woman that went into the bones refusing to wear a mask. Uh, Karen, I believe her name was. In fact, a lot of the of the people that we idolise now as anti-maskers happen to be called Karen. Karen, I, I'm I'm actually thinking of changing my name to Karen. Oh no, Dad! I'd get confused. I tell you, it's been hard enough this week because I've been trying to tag my friends. <laughs> in uh, things online, research pieces, yeah, and they're all called Karen. Everyone's a Karen. You know, I, I'm not worried about getting mm. COVID anymore. I was mm. obviously, you know, you read the uh, the lies, the fake news of the lamestream media, and uh, I'm not worried about getting it anymore because there's I don't have. I, I've still I've got an iPhone, but I don't have 5G, and right, that's yes. how you get it. Now, yes, I believe that's correct. Yeah. That's right. And the 5G, they grow it in a uh, it's I don't know where in Melbourne, it's a secret location. Everything's a secret. They grow 5G. I think it's at the MCG, love that's why they're not doing the grand final there. That would make sense, yeah. And uh, and so they grow it and send it to you in the mail. So you think mm. you're just getting a letter, you know, from the government, oh, you know, it's your hard rubbish this week, hard rubbish. That's actually COVID. and they're mm. sending that to you, because it's mulch that they're making from the 5G. And yes. uh, and I what I've turned to, I bought a little can of Basisto's tea tree spray, tea tree oil spray. And I normally put that on my feet because I get terrible, itchy, flaky, scaly skin. It's red raw on my feet for probably the last 30 years, and I spray that on my feet to try and fix it. I just now, when I brush my teeth uh, on Wednesdays, I, I do the mouthwash and I spray my mouth with tea tree oil. And uh, I'm not worried at all about no, getting No, I read COVID. online that will cure it. That will stop you from getting it, in fact. It's mm-hmm. basically an immunisation. Not that I believe in immunisations either. No, I'm, I don't do that either now. I've been un I went to the doctor. I said, take it all out. And she said, oh, yeah. And she did it. Doctor did it. Yeah, yeah, she's terrific. Yeah, she said, oh. She tapped me on the shoulder and she sort of rubbed my arm. She said, yeah, it's all gone now, Mrs McGillicuddy. You can go home now. They got a van to take me home. And the van had soft walls. Yeah, you're right, love, you're right. Even if you do get it, it's not that bad. And that's why I've become an anti-masker. In fact, I even have been protesting as well. I've seen these heroes on YouTube going, you know, to, to Bunnings and, and, and not wearing their masks. And I, yeah. I I thought, we have a platform. You and I have this podcast. It's a platform for sharing important information. Caroline and I did go down to Safeway and uh, oh. it was our intention to make one of those videos where we refuse to wear masks and fight with the staff. But I don't think I'll... Uh, it didn't really work out the way I'd hoped. Well, so no, I... no, no, no. That, we've got a responsibility to our patrons and our, and the people who listen without contributing. Mm. We've got a responsibility to help those. Play it. Go on. I know. I'm not sure if it'll help our cause. Oh, come on, Edith. <laughs> what harm can it do? Play the video. Here you go. All play right, it. I've got the video here. I'll play this. Here, I'll play this. I'll play this. Come on, Kaz. Come on, Caroline. Come, have you got the green bags? Good, good girl. Now hop in the trolley. Do little Good girl. Good girl. Now listen, if you're good, you'll get a little treat when we get to the checkout. All right, let's go in. Come on.
2: Madam, can I help you I don't consent I, you I don't
3: consent Sorry I don't consent I know my rights Oh, um, uh, you, you can't bring that in here, sorry. Uh, that's Caroline, and she is allowed in here if she's on a lease. I've checked with the manager before. It's fine, thank you.
1: Uh, is,
3: is, there a, is there a problem? Uh, yes, I'd like to speak to the manager, please.
1: I am the manager, and uh, I'm sorry, but you both need to be wearing masks if you, if you want to come into well, the store. don't so be so, ridiculous.
3: Uh... She cannot wear a mask. She's wearing a muzzle. And I refuse to wear a mask. I know my rights. According to the Twelfth Amendment, it is my right
1: to... I mean, madam, this is, this is Australia. We only have eight amendments, I, I believe. Do not so... interrupt me. To be honest with you, I'm pretty sure the Twelfth Amendment is about the, the election of the, the President. Oh,
3: here we go. I'm, listen, love, sure listen, that... listen, listen. I have lived a long life, I've done a lot of research, and I know my rights.
1: Well, look, we do have complimentary masks if, if no, you No, 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 like. no, no,
3: no. I'm entitled to come in here and purchase whatever possessions I require under the law of adverse possession. Ha,
1: <laughs> So, so you're, you're claiming squatter's rights, madam? Uh,
3: yes, uh, yes, squatter's rights, that's right. I've been coming here for a long time without interruption, so in a way I own the place. Uh, is there a, perhaps an area manager I could speak to?
1: No, look, madam, it is a condition of entry to all Woolworths stores that you Uh must wear a mask.
3: Exactly. (laughs) Got you there, buster. I do not recognise (laughs) the name change from Safeway to Woolworths, and thus, (sighs) in doing so, I lawfully, here do with, by the power invested in me, uh, pronounce that I do not recognise your illegal and untoward conditions oh, of entry why do you people come look
1: madam i was trying to save you the embarrassment but it's not so much that you and your friend aren't wearing a mask it's that you appear to have forgotten your pants oh
3: goodness caroline now Dan, Dan, girl Dan, caroline get down! hey Shit. she Shit. bit me she bit yeah. me oh, run caroline run run caroline run
1: can I have a service 40 to the front end? Thank you,
3: service 40 to the front end. Thank you. Ah, ah. Uh, I see what you mean yeah. that it may not have helped. I just need to do a little bit more research, I think, and that uh, I'll be I'll be good to, to go viral. You should go with the Statute of Human Rights next time. I should. Oh, you're right, I should. Take I should. that with you. Uh, look, I, I don't think we've done too much damage. I think by the time we get around to our next episode of this awardless podcast, uh, we should be able to demonstrate how silly all these masked Looney Tunes actually are. Uh, Let's have a word from our sponsors, shall we? At Bunnings, we know that a lot of our customers don't like being called
2: Karen, and we understand. So we're excited to have some new names available in store for Karens who feel their name has been turned into a slur.
0: Negative Nancy's 1744. Peeping Toms are low 1322. Lazy Susans and Chatty Cathys are two for twelve. Nosy Nellies 30% off, only 1555. Simple Simons and Sloppy Joes are a steal at 1750 a dozen. If you happen to find a more ridiculous thing to complain about, we'll beat you 100%.
2: Self-entitled baby boomers are just the beginning.
3: Uh, Well, welcome back, Maureen. I mean, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) I love being a Karen. What a compliment. What a compliment. Thank you very much, Karen Vale. (laughs) <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, now, listen, kiddies, this next segment we apologise about, really. Um, we had our little production meeting uh, on the weekend, and mm. Caroline Springs, our friend here, she's in the corner over there. She's a damn mute, if you've not listened to the podcast before. Yeah. Hello, yes, we're talking about you, Caroline. Not to you. Not to you. <laughs> Caroline was complaining in the production meeting that uh, we haven't given her a segment for a little while and I said to her it's not our fault that Mm. we haven't given you your segment. Of course the only segment that she's ever come up with was channel surfing with Caroline Springs yeah, where Caroline would flick through different television stations and we haven't been able to do that for weeks and I'll tell you why listeners and Caroline's all embarrassed now. Mm. She's going red faced you're going red faced aren't you Caroline? She hasn't been able to do her segment because she broke the television a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. uh, Ian Hewitson, the celebrity chef, appeared on the television, and Caroline started getting little sexual urges, I guess you would call them, Yeah, and started making love to the VCR. Oh, it was was an awful thing to say. I had to push the eject button to get her Mm. free. Yes, she got stuck in there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it came crashing down on top of her and uh, shattered into a thousand pieces. So we even had the telly for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So luckily Maureen put her Karen hat on (laughs) and went down to Southland Shopping Centre to get us a new telly, didn't you? That's right. I mean, when you say Karen hat, I mean, it's a wig, I suppose. It has a a beautiful shade of red and purple and a sweeping fringe that goes across my forehead. It's got every colour that you could put into hair. It's got it in this week. Anyway, I pop it on and I go, Oh, you know, a walk around came out with a bejeweled handbag with some stones on the side, some little studs on the side of the handbag. And I just walked into Harvey Norman. And, uh, you know, of course, as, no, as usual, Jerry Harvey wasn't working. I don't know what that man does these days. I don't know who's making money. And I walked in and I just complained. I said, is nobody going to serve me? I said, you know, I just want to buy a TV. Like, does nobody want my money? And then I found, you know, one of the things on the shelf that had no price tag. And I said, oh, I guess that's for free then, is it? (laughs) Anyway, it turns out I was was at the car wash in the car park, uh, bubble and soap. So I did. I eventually went up to Harvey Norman and I went into the TV section. I did my little spiel again. They said, hello, madam. My name is John. I'm the salesperson here. What's yours? I said, "Uh, Karen. Karen. And you could see the fear in his eyes. He wanted to quit his job. And anyway, I made a lot of complaining, a lot of noise, and I got a huge discount on my TV. I saved $85. An $85 discount at Harvey Norman. She only ended up paying $4,620 for the new TV. I sort of felt bad because I know this whole Karen thing gets people upset. But, I mean... You get a TV for four thousand six hundred dollars. Hello, as if you wouldn't take that. Oh my oh. God, and uh, and and so we've got it at home now. It is a thirty-eight inch uh, plasma TV. Caroline is over the moon. She loves it so much. It's 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 gigantic, and uh, she has not stopped watching. What is? I don't. I haven't been paying attention to what she's watching. She's glued to the box. Well, we'll find out, I guess, because she is about to do her segment. Channel surfing with Caroline Springs. Do you not take the microphone? Oh, yeah. Over to her cage Let so me just that put we my can hear her flicking through the channels. All right, Caroline. Give her the come remote. On, you come. come on, Come on, Caroline. Oh, ah, all right. <laughs> Here we go, everyone. Here is the third installment of Channel Surfing with Caroline Springs. Hang ten. Gnarly, dude. Cowabunga. Drop ten. Tubular. Sandrash. This is Channel Surfing with Caroline Springs. Dude. Dude. So, do you remember Booze
2: Cruise? Of course. Alright, so...
1: On Tuesday night on SBS, an exclusive and in-depth look at the British royal family with interviews from those that know them best. Each year, the Queen performs over 400 public duty engagements around the world. Here, her 14th cousin six times removed discusses the strain this puts on the Queen and her family. The Queen loves to, to walk her horses and ride
3: her dogs. So, so out of the palace so much really does get her down, and uh,
1: and she fights constantly with them.
3: They, they have bloody fights you know it's 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 often down to the bone they get right stuck into one another and they don't communicate properly and and it's 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 almost
1: hard to believe you know
3: how vicious the queen can can really be
1: with such a busy schedule the queen's children anne charles edward and andrew pick up the workload during the holiday season the Queen's closest friend, Mary Cullinan, who is the most recent housekeeper of the granddaughter of the brother of the ex-fifth Earl of Nottingham Loceshire talks about the strain of such a
2: workload. Well, of course, the Queen d- takes her role
3: very seriously, uh, and las absolutely las taking time away from her. I'm I suppose I've never met her.
1: Copies of Mein Kampf inscribed by his mother, the gifts signed by Himmler.
0: People of Bel-Air living like, hmm, this might be alright. Time to kangaroo.
1: On SBS Tonight at 7.30, indulge yourself in an absolutely fabulous episode of Joanna Lumley Travels Victoria. This 1800s building sums up Melbourne completely for me. It's just so wonderfully vivacious and warm. I simply love it. Melbourne is known for its vibrant food culture, and 2020 is set to be the year of evolution for the scene. Let's go in. It's shot. It's shot. shot. Thrilling, trend setting, and haute couture fashion shopping is hidden around Melbourne's laneways. That's shut too. Theatre, music, and live performance. Melbourne is home to the second biggest comedy festival in the world. Oh, I give up.
3: Alrighty then. <laughs> oh, so far, so good with this episode, hey? Terrific. I'm having so much fun. This is agony, Gramps. This is where we want to lend our years of experience to Sorry you. Sorry to interrupt, love. Caroline, hmm. what's she doing? She's... Caroline... She looks hungry. Did you feed her? Yeah, of course I fed her. I put the dry food in the bowl for her. She likes that. Was it the chum? No, not chum. The pal in the big yellow bag. Oh, the pal. What 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 day did you do that? Well, Today's what? Sunday. I put it out Sunday. on Wednesday. No, Thursday, because it was pension day. I bought it on Thursday. Oh, what's she complaining about then? Caroline, you're vegan this week. Caroline, Caroline, come here. Good girl, come here. All right, uh, so this is a segment called Agony Grands. It's the first time this type of segment has ever been done on the wireless, even on television. Uh, we're the first people to have uh, received letters in, with people asking questions, and to solve it. That's not been done before. So we're terribly proud of the concept. Uh, we got a letter, when was it last... Tuesday. It was Tuesday, yes. It was Tuesday because there's a different postman now. I don't like when the postman change. And Frank, this bloke's name, is. he seems to be nice enough, he brought the letters down. Right. And uh, there was a letter from the Prime Minister of Australia, a handwritten letter. Scott Morrison, you know him. Yes, I've seen him on the news. He was the football. And he said, thank you very much for your service to Australia. I thought I was getting an order of Australia or OBE or something. He was writing it to Edith. Did I tell you about this, Edith? No, I have no idea. Oh, my God, I'm so silly. I'm daft. Um, He wrote a letter to you to say thank you because you had uncovered so many crack-addict whore mothers that had been neglecting their children. I am very good you, at that. It's unbelievable. you said it's a service because it's helped the Department of Health and Human Services cut their budget in half. They haven't had to spend any money They just listen to the podcast. Well, I know a lot of politicians listen to this podcast, but I know my favourite one and that's Sexy Scotty. He's terrific. He is wonderful. The Prime Minister of New South Wales, Queensland, South Australia, the North Northern Territory, Western Australia, Canberra, and sometimes Tasmania. Oh, absolutely wonderful Prime Minister for those states. All right, well, I guess we better do it then. This is Agony Grands, and we are going to be reading out some letters people have sent in to us. Do you want to read the first one? There you. I'd love to. Here we go. <coughs> Can you hand it to me? Uh, dear ladies. I have a lemon tree in my front yard that just isn't yielding as many lemons as it used to. That is... Uh, that is... that is so upsetting. I'm sorry, I was midway through reading. That's really difficult to hear. No, no it's all right. Hold it together. Hold it together. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and the ones that it does produce aren't as tart as they ought to be. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, I used to have the grandkids come around to piddle on it, but they're grown up now and don't visit so often. Um, Any tips on how to get the tree blooming again? If you can help, I will send you a jar of my lemon butter. That's from Joan in Rockhampton. Joan, 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 Joan. Oh, nice to have a woman of our ilk, Joan, listening to the podcast. Hope you're well, Joan. Probably best, Joan, if your grandkids have grown up and they're adults now. Not to get them to drop... Their dacks in the front yard and piddle on the lemon tree. It's not a fantastic look. Might offend the neighbours, Joan. Might, Might upset, upset the, the neighbours. Although, Joan, I guess it's your property. So you can really do whatever you like, Joan. You could go out there of an evening when it's dark and uh, hitch your skirt up, love, and, and ha- pop a squat on the on the roots of the um, the lemon tree. I always thought my grandsons were better at it. Then my granddaughters, because my grandsons have a little prong on the front of them that faces forward. Whereas, the, you know, the poor granddaughters would come back in with it all over their gumboots. Joan, if you're listening, love, I used to give my granddaughters a funnel. Funnel, you know what you put the, uh, uh, when you're decantering oil or something. Yes, when you're saving the pineapple juice from the tin. Uh-huh. Joan, you're listening, love. I used to give my granddaughters a funnel, and they had a better aim. So, maybe, Jane, try a funnel. I'm just realising, sorry, love, I didn't realise before Mm. you said Jane was from Rockhampton. Queensland. Well, that explains it, yeah. Why? What? Well, you know, I'm an old Queensland girl, and uh, my dad had an orchard up in Queensland, and we grew lemons. We had the big lemon. Of course, these days, the big lemon hosts the television show. What's it called? Um, uh, big lemon. Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. Yes, but this was an actual lemon. We had a big lemon, uh, awkward, up in ah. Queensland, and we had a giant lemon, and people could come in, and the kiddies could have a sack of a lemon, or, you know, it, it, did, it wasn't a great business model, to be no. honest with you. The problem was... Joan, Joan, if you're listening, Jane? the problem was that up in Queensland, it's a lot warmer and so a lot of the soil is a lot more acidic already, Joan, Right. and it needs a good fertiliser, Joan, so what you're going to have to do is poop on it. It's, uh, a won't be enough, Joan, you're going to have to go out there, you know, whatever, whenever you do your poops, in the middle of the day's fine, go out there. Uh, maybe warn the neighbours and... Lay a cable. Lay a cable, yes. Drop the kids off at the pool, uh, Joan. It's a shame that you don't live closer, Joan, because the nursing home where we live, full of the stuff. In fact, I might see if, if Australia Post will... Ship it. We might. What we'll do, Joan, we're going to send you the contents of Caroline's gazunda from from her her little chamber pot. Mm -hmm. If you just send the chamber pot back to us with the lemon butter in it. That would be perfect, Joan. That'd be a fair trade, I think. Joan, I would move your uh, lemon tree down very close to the side of the street or on a uh, freeway. Because what happens is truck drivers need to go woo woo, point Percy at the porcelain, yes. Uh, you know, do a woo. Well, they're driving, they pull over, yes. and they'll end up peeing on your tree on the side of the highway. So by replanting it, you might shock it back into life. Of course, my father, when he had the lemon orchid, he used to hang out a lot of the the truck stops. Late at night, when the truck drivers would have to stop driving, and they'd go in there, and I, I assume he was there, he would collect the urine uh, from the truck drivers. I, I, I guess that's what he did, and would bring it back to put on the lemon trees. That's right, um, which was kept them going for a little while. Mother didn't like it very much, but um, no, I don't. She wouldn't have been. She would just been suspicious. There was a different time. That was a different time. Next letter. Uh, do you want me to read the next one? To pass it over here. Yes, please. By all means, love. Oh, you know. I love the. Oh, look at how nice this handwriting is. So many people type their letters Drives these days or just send me. them via Facebook. A handwritten Drives letter. No mad. I went last week to the post office because... Uh, there's a woman there called Veronica. She's worked there for years, years, 1997, she said she started there, wow. 23 years. Same year that Princess Diana died. That's right, same day she started on the exact really? same day. What a day. She said, because I, I talked to her about it, she brings it up every time. She said, oh, you know, I started here the day that Diana died. I said, I know you did, love you, so it was a Saturday or a Sunday. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, it was terrible. It was very hard for me. I said, oh, it was a difficult time for everyone. You know, a lot of people liked her. I didn't. I said, a lot of people liked her. And she said, no, no, because they released a stamp. And we had to change all the stamps. Yes, the candle in the windstamp. And I said, you know, I said, that was the heyday of the post office. She goes, I loved it back then. I loved it. I said, now, you know, you sell drones. No, that's not related to the post, is it? Why do you sell drones at the post office? And she said, oh, because it's a sinking business model. And we need to sell, you know, peripheral products just to maintain relevancy. I said, but nobody's thinking to go to the post office to buy drones and nobody's going to buy puzzles from the post office. Op- you go to the puzzle shop, don't you? You don't go to the post office to buy. Yes. Well, <laughs> you all right? No, I'm sorry. I brought up Candle in the Wind and it, it's, a, it's a trigger for oh, me. Oh, it's a beautiful song. It, it is it. a beautiful song, but it's a trigger for me. You know, that's my son that we lost. Alan, you know Alan Vale. Yeah, Alan Vale. Him and his mates all all thought it was very funny to light their farts when they'd get drunk. It is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. After school, they'd get drunk and they'd hang out and they'd be lighting their farts. Well, I had uh, Alan's christening candle in the living room on display, mm. and uh, he thought it'd be funny to to light the candle. Mm. And um, he got up on the coffee table and he dropped his dacks in front of his mates and we'd, ah, oh, it's my fault and I blame myself. It's all right. It's all right. What's... We'd been to Taco Bills the night before. Oh dear! I never knew how it happened. I never knew. Was it the mixed plate one with the enchilada and the taco? And the tacos, yeah. yes, that's right. El Combinacion, I think they call it. El yes, combination. and he had the fishbowl as well. Which, oh. oh. And he let it rip and the, the fire went back inside him. And on the death certificate, the doctor wrote, cause of death, candle in the wind. Yeah. And so whenever I hear that song, I think of Alan. Mm-hmm. And the funeral, I just thought it was such a touching tribute at the funeral, that you had him cremated. Yes, well, to be honest with you, love, it was it was half price because he was already half done. They they didn't charge us the full price for the but rest. That's very of it, so. economical of you. It That's was in the yeah. tough times. It you was. thought very, very economical. Thank you. Love. Have we even read what this we, letter what yet? What were we talking I about? <laughs> I have no idea what we were talking about. Oh, I was talking about my friend Veronica at the post office. That's, That's right. right. The handwriting. Is... Has she got nice handwriting? Is that why you brought her up? No, she actually she's actually now. the manager, because she's such an unpleasant person that they came in, the regional manager walked in and goes, you are so good at working at the post office. You are so unpleasant and grumpy and rude to every customer. You're the manager. So she'll be the CEO one day. I've got no doubt about it. Okay, the letter. (coughs) Dear Granny Bingo Girls, I want to spice things up in the bedroom. Well, don't try Taco Bell. I can tell you, you end up with your arsehole burnt out. That's right, yes. Uh, I want to spice things up in the bedroom, but my wife is a little reluctant. She says it isn't that she's against doing the things I'm suggesting. It's just that she gets embarrassed and can't help but laugh when we do the things I'm suggesting. I want to know what he's suggesting. Uh, oh. Any tips on how we could overcome the nerves and give it a go? That's from Najib in Morwell. Najib, thank you for for writing in. I mean, I think your biggest problem, really, Najib, is the fact that your wife is laughing at you in the bedroom. I don't, I don't yeah. think uh, that's a good. Start, that's tough to, that's, 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 tough. that's tough. tough to take. That's tough. That's going to be tough to take. Perhaps it's that what you're asking isn't um, so difficult to perform. It's that she she hasn't got the right equipment to re- perform it with, Najib. if she's laughing at you in that respect. If you know what I mean, Maureen. What know. do you mean? I mean, don't go to the Bunning sausage sizzle if all you've got is a little boy. Oh, I see. What kind of thing do you think Najib might be wanting to do, Maureen? Look, if I... Uh, Both Edith and I were raised Catholic and uh, we. it, it boggles my mind some of the things that people get up to in their own bedrooms. I've always said I don't mind what you do in your own bedroom, you know, but don't concern me with it. I once had a friend who had to wear a nappy. Because her husband used to put his whole hand up her, you know. He was a big fan of the Muppets, wasn't he? He tried his darndest to create his own version of Sesame Street in his own bedroom, and... Uh, she was snuffle off And he was Oscar the Grouch. Najeeb, uh, Morin brings up a good point. We were good Catholic girls, and, uh, look, we don't know a lot about what happens in, in other people's bedrooms, because um, the Catholic Church doesn't teach a lot about, uh, you know, sexual experiences and, and that sort of thing. Um, but they did teach us about anal, because we were told, you know, the worst thing you could possibly mm-hmm. do for a young girl of our generation was to get pregnant, and the wine wine to avoid that was to do anal. And if that's what you're suggesting and your wife is battering an eyelid, I would do what a lot of the boys that come to our bingo nights do, uh, and that is buy a bottle of amyl nitrate, bite into the pillow as hard as you can, and listen to some Carly Egg. and I think that'll help you, Mrs Najib. I was thinking a little bit more creatively. Um, when I was... When did I get married to Ron? Oh, God, nineteen, nineteen sixty. No, but no, no. Earlier, nineteen fifty-nine. Nineteen fifty-nine. I it married was, Ron. you're right. Yes. And uh, our wedding night, and uh, I mean, how many times do you hear the stories of, you know, oh, my wedding night didn't turn out how I liked. My wedding night did not turn out how I expected it to turn out. And for a very similar reason as Najib, he wanted to get up to some freaky stuff, you know. And uh, my husband (coughs) placed me on the bed and he said undress and he undressed himself and this is in the 1950s so men wore a lot of layers braces sock braces pants braces shirt braces and he took his shirt he took his singlet off and all that. and he was completely naked from head to toe and uh, I like what I saw let me tell you and uh, and my husband said what if we try something a little more than missionary and I blushed, you know. I thought, "Oh my God, what could it possibly be?" And uh, and he suggested we do the Angry Pirate. Do you know what that is, Edith? The Angry right. Pirate. No, I'm not familiar well, with the. It angry... was very simple. It was over and done with very very quickly. All it is is that uh, he uh, he masturbated himself, came in my eye, and kicked me in the shin. So I was going around round in
2: circles holding my knee. And now a word from our sponsors. Right, hello, my name is Karen, and I've been listening to this episode, and I am super pissed off at all the Karen jokes. So, uh, yeah, I'm starting my own Bunnings, where only Karens are allowed, and you don't have to wear a mask. No way, God, no way known. Live, laugh, love, wall hangings, 1422. Chardonnay glasses, 882 a dozen. Limited edition Crocs, super comfy they are, only $15.12. A basket of seashells to place next to the bathroom sink, $22.55. Hair peroxide, $7.99 a litre, that is bloody, what a good bargain, 30% off if you complain to the manager. Uh, Fluffy best to make you look like an overgrown kiwi bird, only $14.87. Respirators when you inevitably catch COVID 19. A whopping $27,000, but that's okay because it'll be paid by everyone else who wore a mask. Karen's Warehouse. Complaining about the temperature of your coffee is just the beginning.
3: And thank you very much to our sponsors, too. Uh, it's a lifeline for us because we're just poor old women. <laughs> Uh, Now, listen, kiddies, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Granny Bingo Wireless. Oh, I've had a ball of a time, I have to tell you, Karen. (laughs) Mm. Now, uh, don't forget that uh, we've got the Granny Bingo online tomorrow. That's the live version of Granny Bingo online. You can tune in from anywhere in the world because it's uh, it's the uh, internet, etc., And, of course, if you've got a connection to the internet, then you'll love our online videos. Yes, we have been working very hard in our little bunker, making some uh, video entertainment for you all. We've started releasing a couple of videos, and we're going to be releasing a whole lot more uh, this coming week, and the weeks after. So do jump onto our social media to watch those. That's at Granny Bingo on Instagram, or Edith Vale on Maureen McGillicuddy on Facebook. Yeah, they're really cool. I love them. Like watch them all the time. And I'm going to actually send a couple of them to Daryl Summers. I think he'd love mm. it. I think he'd love it. Yes, that. try and get on red faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, I, I suppose until next time, we should say hurroo Yes, do tune into the next episode. Uh, it's going to be a jam packed one uh, because I'll be teaching you how to pack jam. And I'll be interviewing ABBA. And I'll tell you why you don't really need a seatbelt. But until then, kiddies, forget absolutely everything we've said in this podcast and please wear a mask. And wash your hands, you stupid bastard. <laughs> You know, Alan Vale. Yeah, Alan Vale. Him and his mates always all thought it was very funny to light their farts when they'd get drunk. Uh, you know, that it, is then, uh, <laughs> it is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't expect Morning to say that.
0: <laughs>
3: hang on, I'm going to get sad again. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Yes. <laughs> all right. Oh, Alan,
0: <laughs> is this ridiculous? Where this is going?
3: Alan, he lit his farts up.